I was just wondering, I'm starting to use e-collar off leash in open fields. My dog is high drive when it comes to chasing deer. I do obedience with her, mm -hmm. not with an e-collar. She has great recall and heel and obedience ring. If I'm walking down a path in the field and want the dog at my side, should I change the heel word to be next to me? No. Or can I use the same word to come to my side in the ring? I say get close. Should okay. I use the same words or change it for outside? You can have the same words, but I just want you to know in the ring is a choreographed dance routine, as you know. Okay, it's a very sterile environment, and it's choreographed, and the dog is going to understand better. Also, I'm pretty sure your training center does not have deer or coyotes or bear or squirrels. They might have mice. A lot of, a lot of mice in big buildings, you know. So um, we actually caught five in the last two days, man. Our mouse traps have been going crazy. Angela's new job is like, Papa, you need me to check the mouse traps today? I'm like, hell yeah. And he's like, goes running. Five deer, a big herd of them. Is that what deer are called? Herd? Yes. Right in They're the not called deerers. Right in the backyard. And Wes freaking, I thought at first it was your dog. So we're like coming over the hill and I'm like, I'm like, Wes, who's that? <laughs> he fucking takes off i'm thinking it's girl in tech so i'm like <laughs> holy shit it's five here thank fucking god <laughs> so so also um i would put your dog on a long line and start doing your training there but just to remember words don't you don't have to change the word if you don't want to you don't have to change the word next hey we're live how's everybody going how's everybody doing stopping by to give thanks continuing education for dog owners Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> hey, everybody. How are you? Jeff Galmasali, Canine Training, and the wonderful Joelle. How are you, Joelle? Fan-fucking-tastic. Good. Kicking ass on some more of our courses. Mm -hmm. Speaking of courses, uh, there's, what, three days left of the pre-sale for um, our okay, Leash Reactive? February 1st. Right. So we launched the um, leash, uh, the uh, resource guarding video. Um, what I mean by that is you can buy it now for $50 off, but and it will be fully released on uh, February 1st, but then it goes up to $199. Mm -hmm. And so for resource guarding, it's not just resource guarding. A lot of people think resource guarding is just a food bowl. Like that's the most common thing. My dog growls over the food bowl, but a resource is anything that dog deems valuable. Like in the video, we show dogs resource guarding uh, uh, bones, toys, rooms, uh, crates, a bed. Um, people is the biggest thing. So it goes over all that, and then it also goes over leadership stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a it's an excellent, excellent, excellent series of videos, actually. Yeah. And it's in it's full length and in depth. What I mean by that is, on everything on Solid Canine Training University. What can you put the link up? To that that would be really helpful for people i think if they um because i know a lot of people have been asking us like how do i get to it how do i get to it you could actually go to the link right now and if you don't remember the link just go to sallycaninetraining.com scroll down uh, mackenzie put up a nice big like sally canine training university link click on here and right now this will make three full videos that are up there and the goal we started working on our goal on our goals for 2022 we're planning on having at least 24 we're working right now next on some other behavior mod stuff such as how to stop, you know, uh, counter surfing, how to stop getting in the trash, how to stop barking at the front door, how to stop jumping at people. Full videos with in-depth discussion about concepts. We're going to be doing uh, case studies where Joelle and I go into uh, people's homes and 
amidst all the chaos and bring it to order. And we're going to be filming everything. And the thing about this is nothing is held back. We show corrections. We show it all. We show it all. So people think I'm blunt. It's like this is, you know, blunt out the ass blunt. But it's also highly effective training that I've done over 20 years that have gotten us incredible results. Um, this is a Q&A show. Ask your questions in the little box right down below. If you're on YouTube, you can do something called Top Chat. Top Chat, I'll get you to the top of the queue, but you don't have to pay to play, but we'll answer your question right away. We try to get through as many questions as possible. Most people do also need a one-on-one, -on -one, which is a private one-on-one, -on -one, 30 or 60 minutes. Those are available on our website. Um, go to our Instagram page and our um, uh, Facebook page. And uh, you can see a lot of stuff. And it's really funny because you're putting up better and better and better content. And if you're wondering why um, Joelle and I both have puffy cheeks um, and puffy eyes today, there's a really good explanation why we've yeah. got you know puffy eyes. And the reason is because Joelle put up a great um, reel today. And if you're not familiar with Instagram Reels, Instagram Reels are a great way to just get a message out there. Um, you know, everybody's doing them and it's just, they're really short, they're quick, they're fast paced. And you do it to a, to a very popular soundtrack that's, that's, that's just going, trending. it's trending right now. The word is trending. Right. So, and it's funny because somebody said, um, I really don't like the way you're delivering information lately. And both Joelle and I have been crying all day because you really hurt our feelings. And I'm sorry, and we'll never do that again. Actually, what we said was, oh, well, unsubscribe. You know, I just think it's really funny how people like to dictate free information. And if you really don't like our stuff, why did you take the time to comment on it? Because... It's not that we don't care, but we don't care. Like we're putting out great, helpful, free stuff. Like it takes time to make this stuff. Reels don't take that much long, but like a lot of our stuff takes a lot of time. There's a lot of editing um, and it's all free. So I just find it really, really funny when people always like to throw that shit out there. But anyway, ask your questions. You'll get an answer. We've got a full training center. We're booked solid with boarding trains. We work dogs every day. And a lot of people say it's like social media dog trainer. It's like, no, we actually been doing this for 20 years and we actually work with dogs every single day. We travel the world doing seminars. We, you know, it's just, it's nonstop. And we specialize in really badly behaved dogs, extremely badly behaved dogs. So Joelle, take it away. All right. James says, how do you stop a puppy from biting a leash? Okay. So what you do is this. You don't tug on the leash because the, the dog will think it's a game. Okay. They will bite harder. They think you're playing. So what you need to do is in every single, every single time you want to stop an unwanted behavior, you have to learn how to use a punisher. Ironically, the word punisher is a major trigger word for everyone. Why? They don't know what it means. They don't understand the concept. Reward they get. Punisher, they don't. Punisher is the opposite of reward. If all the people who love to speak, you know, science, Punisher is actually in the science. It's all part of reality. It's called life. 
Anyway, you have to make biting the leash not fun. But how old is this puppy? So let's say it's 8 to 10 weeks old. Let's say it's 12 weeks old. What you can do is use a bonker, which is a rolled up towel. Yes, you can bonk a puppy for an unwanted behavior. Not for obedience, but for an unwanted behavior, such as growling over the food bowl, for excessive whining, for barking inappropriately, for um, using its mouth on you. You would say no calmly, and you would bonk. So you can do that with the dog. All right, next. Um, Kathy B said, hey, everyone. Oh, hey, how hey, are Kathy. you? Uh, Gina, hey Jeff, we recently had someone try to break into our home. My mm. dogs are now very weary of people, mm -hmm. and the one is worrying me as she seems a bit unpredictable around new people. I appreciate my dogs heading off our heating off our intruder, but now I worry about the mental stress right put on them. Any suggestions? Right, yes, you'd correct. Okay, so this is the thing. I'm sorry that someone tried to break in your home between in between lighting that turns on automatically between wireless webcams that you can move anywhere as well as hardwired webcams, as well as Wi-Fi webcams, as well as alarm systems, as well as if you're pro-gun having weapons in your home, as well as a barking dog. That's usually enough to, to keep your random person out of your home. And if it's a serious criminal that wants to cause you bodily harm, you probably should get a trained protection dog, not just a dog that like, or just get a weapon, you know? So this is the thing. The chance, you know, you fall into a very small minority of people that that happens to. It just, it's just the way it is. Most people will break into someone's home without dogs, not with dogs. So you have to, what you have to do is moving forward, okay, you've got to treat the behavior in question like it's unacceptable behavior if it's unacceptable. Now, if someone's trying to break in your home and climbing through a window and your dogs are barking, you obviously don't correct it. You pick up the gun, drag the person in, always shoot them in your house. Always. Make sure they're face up as well. Okay, just a little helpful tip there. I'll save you a bunch of legal fees. Okay, so I think it's really, really important that we are not treating the dog like someone was breaking in the home. So just in case someone does try that again, the dog will alert. It's like, it's sort of like saying to somebody, well, it's like, so I own a German Shepherd. You know, I've, I've owned four at one time before. I know what their breed is supposed to do. Wary of strangers, you know, yada, yada, yada. I don't want them acting like that. I want the, I want them to be social animals. They're family pets. So you've got to correct it. If you don't correct it, what you're doing is you are rewarding it. When you reward it, you will get more of it. Next. Um, Laura said, I love when Jeff has Joelle's voice. You have my voice? What? Oh, the reel today? That wasn't me. That, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's not that her. That was just a trending audio. That, that's a reel. Yeah, that's a real reel. Yeah. I have nothing from her sexiness to her good looks to her wonderful skin to nothing of hers at from all. My voice? At all. You know. That just like escalated very quickly. Yes. Next. Next. Um, uh, Cody. Hi there, J&J. &J. My six-month GSD treats a max stim on the e-collar as a tickle. Is it common to be that desensitized? It's a tight fit and works fine. Been using it to train other dogs for years. Okay. So this, what I would do is you might not have good fit. It might be tight, but it might not be proper fit. If both contacts are not connecting, what I would do is I would look into thick fur contact points, 
that will help. But also, if you're using the mini educator, which is the yellow one, it also says ET300 on the back. That also is the least powerful collar that they make. They make something called the Boss. We actually have double bosses, which are two collars on a dog. And why? Because when some dogs go into drive, um, they they actually don't feel a damn thing. Um, also, there are some dogs that they don't care. They just don't care. They don't care about the stem. We have dogs that blow through remote collars on the highest setting, but the bonker works great. So you're, this particular dog you're talking about, it's not working. It could be a bunch of different variables. You know, you might have to use a different um, communication device. Next. Um, Denise, hey, Jeff, just wanted to hop on and say thanks for all the work with Buck. We've had such success with your training. He has been his best self. Awesome. Oh, good. I'm glad Buck's doing good. Good. Proud of you. And also, congratulations. Such a fun dog to train. Congratulations to you for keeping it up. And one of the things that we're going to be doing is um, we're going to be starting a new podcast which is going to be, if you guys follow Dave Rubin and all, or any other talk show person where two people are sitting like on a chair in like a little podcast studio, it looks like a living room across from each other. And Joel and I are going to be discussing a lot of issues. So it's not a Q&A, it's going to be pre-recorded. we'll put it up, it's going to be available on our academy, on our academy, we're going to be starting a membership club on the academy, and we might fit it into there, so you pay a small monthly fee, and then you get like little things like that. Um, because there's so many things we want to talk about. One of the topics is owner compliance. We really want to talk about owner compliance a lot and how the work never ends, but it doesn't, it doesn't become work. It just becomes habit. So it's easy. That's like saying, Oh my gosh, I've got to make dinner. And it's such a chore. I'm like, really? Like it's called life. It's like, Oh my gosh, I've got to get dressed this morning. I'm like, yeah, you do. You can't That's walk out. Every day. You can't walk outside naked. Well, you could, but you know, just like, give me your address so I can get the camera set up. Next. Um, Laura said, "Loving the reels. The don't do that is hilarious." Yes, that was a good one. Good. So we won't have crying going on anymore. Next. It's really hard to like choreograph those. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. <sighs> Such a bit. Yes. It's like Jeff. We're doing a reel right now. Your tempo isn't right. It's like get out. You're not lining up it's with like, the lips. It's like. Get outside. You have to say it a little bit faster. That's right. Oh, my God. Can't you smile a little bit more? Seriously, you're like stone Can't you be animated? Why? Because I don't know what it's going to – you know what the finished product's going to look like. I don't. Next. Just do what I fucking say. David Smith, happy Wednesday. Starting new catalog tomorrow. Excited for a challenge. Last few dogs have been easy. All good in Arizona. I hope you're great. Awesome. Congratulations. Things are going fantastic. We love you, David. Um, Andra, I have a nine month old Newfoundland that I'm introducing to the e-collar. I've been training with prong, but still struggling with impulse control, nipping, and just being bossy. I got the long hair attachment, but it doesn't seem to connect consistently. No matter how tight I have the collar, sometimes it works on a five. Other times I get no reaction as okay. I inch it all the way up and nothing. I need tips for fitting with long, crazy hair and loose skin for the e-collar. Okay. First of all, started on a five. You probably should be starting it on a 50. Maybe not. No, I've worked with some massive. I know, I know. Sensitive. I'm just saying. You're no. probably going to have to shave a newbie a little bit. Right. It's but also, I bad. want you to not be afraid of higher numbers. I want you to find the right number. That is what my statement made. So many dog trainers are like, so we we use low levels too, but we use the right level. But so many, I've heard trainers say never go above, and then they insert a number there, and I'm like, are you fucking serious? We have dogs that blow through a hundred. And you want me not to go above 40? Well, they don't care about 100. 
So now what? So also what I want you to do is I actually would tell you to work on your leash handling skills better possibly before you go to the remote collar. And you can stop nipping with a bonker, but let's get proper fit. So yes, if it's a Newfoundland, you probably need, again, the thick fur contact points and you might not be making contact. Again, just because it's snug, you really need to make sure you work that collar in there to get proper fit. All right, next. Laura, when I feed my dogs, one finishes fast and then goes over and waits by the bowl of the other dog. She eats slower and is older. He's begun to growl at her and I tell him out, but he's not obeying immediately while the other dog immediately goes away. So the obedient dog goes away when I want her to keep eating. Mm -hmm. Should I feed her first and have him watch and wait his turn? No. Or is there another way for me to advocate for the older dog yes. and reinforce the out command with the other? Yes. The problem with saying is out is theoretically both of them will out from the bowl. This is what I want you to do. Number one, you're eating dinner. You're a slower eater than your partner. Your partner finishes their food and they walk over to you and hover over you. What do you do? Well, if you're using silverware, it's easy. Fork in the eye is highly effective. Now, what I would do, considering that your dogs are not using silverware, is what I would do is as soon as that dog goes over to the other dog, I would correct it on a remote collar. Yeah, I wouldn't even use a command. For Don't that. use a command because both dogs are going to hear the command. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's what I would do. Now, also, this is going to get... You know, this is going to be put onto the I hate Jeff Gelman abuse reel. Um, do you know what a stockyard whip is? They've got them at most tack shops, tractor supply. A double tap on the ass of the hovering dog. That solves the problem. Oh, my God. Jeff says to beat the dog. No. Do you realize how close to a fight that is? The situation you just described? That is literally close to a fight. And considering the older dog, depends how old it is. And if it's frail, that can be close to literally another dog killing another dog. At least a vet bill. So to me, a double tap on the ass, actually, I actually pay for those. You know, it's like, spank me, how much? You know, so I think that you want to start thinking about giving that dog a correction, but not a verbal word, because then they're both going to listen to it next. Truth is freedom. So great to see you guys. Let's go. Well, get ready to rumble. Thank you. Beverly, I noticed you no longer use a pet corrector. What do you use now? Um, we use, oh God, I don't know, eight different things to train dogs at minimum. So we haven't used a pet corrector and probably forever. for four years. So what do we use now? What do you want to do now? We, we need context. What are you trying to do? Well, I would say the things that we used pet correctors for previously, like barking and whining for like puppies and stuff. Yeah, bonker works great. Yeah, bonker, or squirt bottles. Yeah, bonker is we way more effective. More yeah, than like yeah. Pet correctors became unreliable, ineffective, too expensive. The cartridges were always faulty. God, the unit, the things. units were faulty. They were a pain in the ass. Every time I had to like put a new one on, I'd be like shitting yep. my pants because it would like blow up in my face. Yeah, it could happen. Next. 
Um, Dina, my seven-month-old boxer mix is a great pup, but he nips really hard when he gets too excited. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he will come up right behind me and nip the back of my arm, and I have a ton of bruises. How can I stop okay. his behavior? What, what was the first line of that question? My seven-month-old boxer is a great pup. What's the last line? What's the last line of that question? He will come up behind me and nip the back of my arm. I have a ton of bruises. Uh-huh. Put those together. It doesn't make sense. You don't have a great pup. You got a pain in the ass pup. Correct? Any dog, just think about this logically. You have a ton of bruises. That means the dog does it a lot. So what is the consequence? Seven month old? So it's only going to get worse. Wait till it's nine we months have old. We a seven month old boxer for board and dream right Yeah, now. wait till it's nine months old. Okay, so this is what I want you to do. I want everyone to start thinking logically here. There's only one way and one way to stop it, meaning it has to be a negative. It has to be a punisher. People don't understand what punishment is. They think it's yelling and screaming and like, you know, net, you know, holding a grudge against the dog. No, it is a moment of time that gives the dog information that says that is not acceptable. So what's it going to be? What's it going to be? So remote collar, make it suck. I mean, the dog is putting its mouth on you. Really? That's not a healthy relationship. So no, correct and correct high. Why do you correct high? Because you never want to have to happen again. Oh my gosh, won't that destroy the relationship between me and the dog? Now the dog will be afraid of me? Um, We're getting to the point where you're going to be afraid of the dog. The dog is treating you like a chew toy. The dog thinks this is fun. Literally, biting you is fun for the dog. Therefore, if you don't stop it, you're rewarding it. If you're rewarded, you get more of it. You're going to increase the dog's behavior. I'm not mad, by the way. I'm just passionate as fuck, and I don't want people to suffer and struggle even one more day. You can stop this tonight. Literally, you can stop this tonight. That's how quick we stop things. So I go up to bite your arm and literally your life is shattered for one second. That dog will go, um, that's probably not a good idea to do anymore. And you know what you're going to hear from so many people? Don't do that. What you should do instead is give them a chew toy to redirect their biting so how do I get a chew toy? Oh, I buy my owner and I get a toy. Or they'll say, take a bunch of food, throw it on the ground, distract the dog, or teach the dog to uh, teach the dog an alternative behavior. It's like, you can teach the dog an alternative behavior, but you know what you have to do first? Make it suck to put its mouth on you. Next. Um... Chris, my vet screamed at me and the vets in front of loads of customers when they spotted the prong. Really? Oh my okay. God. Okay. You know what you do? You talk, most vets, if it's a big enough office, they have an office manager. You have a private conversation with the office manager. Okay. You tell them exactly what happened. You tell them no matter what you do, you're leaving the vet office and you're going to find another vet. And actually, I would tell that dog, and then you can. It's too late now because you probably didn't do it, but I would actually have a private meeting with that vet and say, go fuck yourself, you piece of shit. How dare you behave that way? How dare you embarrass me, not only just embarrass me, but embarrass me in front of people. How dare you do that? 
Meanwhile, you're freaking cutting dogs open with a knife. You're taking off their fucking testicles. You're fucking spaying female dogs. You're shoving your finger up their asses. Okay, you're amputating legs. You're cutting off tails. You're cropping ears. And you're fucking giving me shit about a goddamn prong collar? Fuck you. Next. Wow. Sorry. I can't stand that attitude. Next. Just hurt, hit him where it hurts. Just Yeah, hit him where it hurts. Absolutely. Like, just stop spending your money there. Yeah. Beverly, foster dog absolutely does not care for treats. How do you get a dog to come on command? Okay. So what you can do is, um, this is what you can do. A lot of dogs are not food motivated. So that's why there's a lot of people that are like, use food, use food, use food. I cannot tell you how many dogs are not food motivated. So what you do is you have to learn how to do leash work, leash compulsion. Compulsion is leash pressure. On our video of From Green to Graduate, which is only $199, we literally show you how to train from the from every command from start to finish, including off-leash. It's done with leash and prong in food. If the dog takes food, if the dog doesn't make food, the training looks the same, all the way up to remote collar. So I've got free videos on that as well as paid a paid video program on that. Next. One more thing, sorry. Everyone should learn how to train a dog without food drive. Everyone should. Next. Debbie, hello. I've been following you for three years now. I've never asked a question. I still don't need a question answered. I just wanted to say that after following you for so long, I have followed. What? Well, first of all, thank you so much. I, I appreciate Thanks, you. What was that last thing? Every, what was the last she just one? wants to say that she's oh, been here. Thank you. Thank you. She's been lurking. She finally thank made you. a comment. Good. I'm glad you finally put your fingers to the keyboard. Yeah. Uh, Shay Lioness, if you correct a dog with a bonker and going forward, they shut down and are unresponsive to it. How do you move forward? What do you mean? But to the bonker? Mm -hmm. well, that's the whole idea. They don't shut down. They just stop doing what they're doing. Leash, the leash is on the dog. Put a leash on the dog and make the dog move. That's another thing. It's like after I bonk, I bonk dogs in public all the time. I bonk dogs in my seminars. I bonk dogs um, in my on my uh, on my online programming that we have now because we can't bonk a dog and put it on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, they'll deplatform me. They'll deplatform me. I mean, literally, I'm teaching Angelo math. Those videos get reported. Obviously, it's not you know the new math, and that's I'm sure what people are worried about. So, I think that what a lot of times after you correct a dog, yeah. It's like, oh shit, I don't don't know what to do. I know that's your job now. Show the dog what you want next. Mm, Chris got a bark collar and it literally has not stopped my dog barking when somebody knocks at the door. Mm -hmm. I have two dogs and they set each other off mm -hmm. when the other one barks. Annoying. Okay, so first of all, what brand of bark collar is it? How is it fit? And what's the setting? And is it actually turned on? And I'm not saying that facetiously. I'm saying it's like, believe it or not, I can't say how many. People forget to turn it on. Trainers included. Us included. I've done that before. Okay. Us included. It's like, this, man, this dog's doing so good. Or, or the opposite. Like, or, or the oh, opposite. Shit. I can't get the dog's working level. Oh, it's because it's off. Um, so a good quality bark collar, at a minimum, when they bark, they should give out a scream. At a minimum. So if they're just bark, 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 it's either not on, wrong fit, crappy collar, or not set high enough. 
next. But you know what a really effective way to stop barking is? Say no and bonk. Next. Um, Shay Linus, do you move on to a different correction method? Oh, from the bonker. You can you, you can correct dogs numerous ways. We don't we you, a correction is something that the dog feels is intolerable. That's it. So as far as the bonker, it's just an effective way. But if you stop the bad behavior, that's all I care about. Now we work. Next. Chris, it worked for a bit, but he's gone back to his old ways. What to do? He's a cockapoo. Okay, the the breed doesn't matter. What's the what's That's the problem? The dog that the bark collar won't stop it from barking. Oh, so I bonked that dog, but I've got a feeling you had probably bad fit, or 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 it wasn't on high enough. Bark a lot of bark collars have um, different levels. Don't be afraid to go high. Next, Kelly, my dog has separation anxiety and freaks out in the crate when I leave. I've gotten her to the point where she just sits there and pants, sat mm-hmm. in the driveway with my camera and corrected with mini educator mm-hmm. when she would cry or bark. Mm-hmm. So is it okay that she just sits there and pants? How long can I leave her like that? Well, I, ideally, I want a dog to lie down and relax. So what you do is you can actually practice that, pattern that while you're there. Kennel up, down, kennel up, down, and work on duration. And every time the dog gets up, you would you would guide the dog and eventually you would just correct the dog for lack of compliance. And then when the dog is, when you go outside, you can duplicate that outside to get a dog, to have a conversation with a dog with a remote collar. When you're not in the room, there is an art to it. There is an art to it. So I demonstrate this in all of our seminars and we will be demonstrating this on our separation anxiety video, which is going to take a while to make. That's not going to be for at least another two months. Um, Leash reactivity, it's in the works. Separation anxiety, it's in the works. Those are long format videos though. So we're gonna be making a bunch of quick format videos just to, because there's a lot of literally deal breaker stuff for a lot of people. Separation anxiety being one of them. So the, the big thing is, is what's the rest of the day look like? A lot of times what a lot of people are doing is they're picking and choosing what they wanna put the most importance to, which makes sense to me. But to me, if you wanna have proper leadership, Let's make every interaction important with the dog. Let's hold the dog accountable on every single conversation we have with them. And that doesn't mean you can't play, cuddle, have fun, you know, be silly with your dog. But also, let's also talk about like, I asked you to do that, or I told you to do that, or I demanded that you do that, or I expected you to do that. Next. Uh, Narka, one-year-old German Shepherd, very excited when he comes out of the crate or putting a leash on. Didn't stay for a long period in the crate. What could be the proper protocol to make it calmer? I just, made a, I just made I just did a narrative video on this. Yeah. Um, what you do is you actually put a leash on the dog and you role play crate, sit, crate, sit. So they come out at hundred miles an hour. All right. First thing you can do is this. You, they're in the crate. You open up the crate door. If they even try to inch out, slam the crate door. No words. You're not going to hurt your dog. Just make sure their front paws are not already out of the crates because you don't want to definitely slam their paws in it. But usually it bops them in the nose or it startles them. It's no big deal. Then, And I don't care about eye contact. All I care about is that they pause by default. Open crate door doesn't mean anything. Then I release you, but I'm going to have a leash on you so or a slip lead on you. And then when, I'm going to say break, which is our release word. And then what's going to happen is they come out and you pop them into a sit. And then you start patterning that. Or you can put them into a down. Start patterning that. Next. 
Primrose, my Yorkshire Terrier, comes and stays when I tell him inside the house. Mm -hmm. Outside, he doesn't listen to me. Right, because you have something called distractions. He's six months. Okay, so which is which is normal but not acceptable, and it's going to get worse as the dog gets older. And, and thank you for being on the show. So what I want you to do is this: leash on the dog, train the dog around distractions. Okay, so start probably at almost the beginning because it's the dog is but but it won't take as long as it did for inside the dog is going to understand it so what you want to do is train outside with no distractions outside alone is a distraction then start adding distractions you can even take a step back add distractions inside but then when you go outside take away all the distractions next but leash on the dog next um liz working on structure I don't know if they are related, but my dog decided he didn't want to do place today. And I had put the collar on him and he still didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And then he finally did it. Mm -hmm. Not sure if one has anything to do with the other. Well, this is the way I like to look at it. A lot of people are keeping their dogs in kindergarten too long. Meanwhile, if you've done place a couple hundred times and if you say place, especially if there's food present and the dog knows it's going to get rewarded and it runs the place, your dog knows place. Once you get to that point, there, that's when you can start correcting for non-compliance for a known um, command. So for not going to place when you absolutely positively know to go to place, there has to be a consequence. So you know bedtime is 8 o'clock, young child, and it's 8.15 and you're arguing with me. But bedtime is always 8 o'clock. There's going to be a consequence. But obviously, what are you going to do? Put a shot collar on your dog? I'm like, you're a fucking asshole for saying that. Okay? It's like, number one, of course I am. Number two, no, there's other ways to... Take away privileges from children that communicates how wrong that 15 minutes was. So there has to be a consequence for that. Now, on that note, notice how almost every one of my questions involve the word punisher. It's like, that is not all we do. That's 5% of our day. But this show is what would Jeff do? And it's based on pretty much solving bad behaviors. So if you're like, oh my God, all these people do is correct dogs. I'm like, no, all we do is answer people's questions, which are relevant to correction. That's it. Next. Um, lost my spot because you went on a rampage. Miguel had a positive only trainer for six months for my dog, aggressive dog. Mm -hmm. That's waste impossible, of, by the way. It was a waste of, of fucking money. And nothing has changed. Right. Back to square one. No, it won't. I'm lost, Jeff. If anything, you reinforced aggression. Okay. So... We train every single dog on our property, every dog I come in contact with, with a reward-based system for anything I want the dog to do, to learn, to do more of, and to get better at. I use a reward-based system. Okay? Let me take away to get better at, because that you can use a correction to get a dog to do better at. Okay? Now, stopping aggression with a positive-only trainer, and I'm not saying reward-only trainers can't train dogs. Of course they can train dogs. They should be able to train a dog. A dog trainer should be able to train basic obedience to a dog. If you can't do that, what the fuck are you doing? Like, like that's, a, that's a minimum requirement. Now, many dog trainers don't stop bad behaviors. Barking. They say they can. Jumping. But aggression, they should have never taken you on as a client. If you told them, my dog is aggressive, I'd like to hire you, the first thing they should have said was, 
I don't work with aggressive dogs. You know why? They've never stopped it. All their clients have failed with aggression. Ask me, Jeff, I want to hire you to train agility. I'll say, I don't train agility. Protection work, don't do it. Nose work, don't do it. Trick training, don't do it. Jeff, I've got a family pet. I needed to stop a certain behavior. Let's go. Jeff, I got a family pet. I want to learn its basic commands. Let's do it. I stay in my fucking lane. Reward-based trainers should stay in their lane. That doesn't mean they can't train a dog, but they cannot stop even the most basic of bad behaviors and aggression. It's not even in their comprehension how to stop it. So I would suggest you find somebody that actually knows how to stop aggression. Ask them, what are your protocols? What are your protocols? Do they actually know what loading is? Ask or them. Book an online consult, Jeff. Yeah. Ask them if they know what loading means. Mm. If they don't know what loading means, I wouldn't go to that trainer. Okay. You can also book an online consult with me. I can help you out next. Laura, I'll look for one of those whips. Fork in the eye is hilarious. Thank you guys. Yes. Please don't put a fork in your dog's eyes. That was no. actually a sarcastic. You're talking about a person. Oh, a person? To steal your food. No. But if someone was trying to attack me, oh, I would actually use a spoon and scoop Someone their eyeballs out. Steal my food though. They're getting punched in the throat. Um, a fork on the hand is actually really effective. And I think, Joelle, you have done that to me before. Yeah. Yeah. Don't touch my food. Yep. Next. Uh, Danny, I have all my dogs lay on their beds when done until everyone is done eating. That's also another good protocol. You finish your food, go lie down. Thank you, Danny. Donna, I was just wondering. I'm starting to use e-collar off-leash in open fields. My dog is high drive when it comes to chasing deer. I do obedience with her, mm -hmm. not with an e-collar. She has great recall and heel and obedience ring. If I'm walking down a path in the field and want the dog at my side, should I change the heel word to be next to me? No. Or can I use the same word to come to my side in the ring? I say get close. Should okay. I use the same words or change it for outside? You can have the same words, but I just want you to know in the ring is a choreographed dance routine, as you know. Okay, it's a very sterile environment, and it's choreographed, and the dog is going to understand better. Also, I'm pretty sure your training center does not have deer or coyotes or bear or squirrels. They might have mice, a lot of, a lot of mice in big buildings, you know. So um, we actually caught five in the last two days, man. Our mouse traps have been going crazy. Angela's new job is like, Papa, you need me to check the mouse traps today? I'm like, hell Yeah. And he's like, goes running. Five deer, a big herd of them. Is that what deer are called? Herd? Yes. Right in the They're not called deerers. Right in the backyard. And Wes freaking, I thought at first it was your dog. So we're like coming over the hill. And I'm like, I'm like, Wes, who's that? <laughs> he fucking takes off. I'm thinking it's girl and tags. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, it's five deer. Thank fucking God. <laughs> so, so also, um, I would put your dog on a long line and start doing your training there. But just to remember, words. Don't, you don't have to change the word if you don't want to. You don't have to change the word. Next. Um, Austin, how do you handle resource guarding only specific items such as bones, bully sticks? My two-year-old pit lets me touch his toys and food bowl, yep. but high value chew sticks are a different story. Okay. So number one, right now we have a resource guarding video. Go to academy.solidcanitraining.com. It's on pre-sale. It's $147. It will explain to you step-by-step step how to stop resource guarding. But as far as what your dog is resource guarding, a dog could resource guard, literally, you could have a dog that 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 does no, that does not guard 
of bone, food, treats, high value food, but little miss fucking piggy for 99 cents that you bought, your dog will literally attack you for this little stuffed animal. Why? The dog deems that it's worth protecting. And people need to understand that because they're like, I don't understand why I can like touch my dogs, this touch my dogs, that touch my dogs, this it's not up to you. It's up to the dog. So the West guards blades of grass from other dogs. Yes. If you take a, if you take a blade of grass, if you throw it up in the air, West finds it. If another dog comes over, West will growl at that dog. He literally will guard a blade of grass. It's the weirdest thing. Actually, no, it's not. It's called resource guarding. So you have to do something that's going to make it suck. A remote collar is great for that, but we have a full step-by-step process online. Next. Uh, Lunelli, my Australian shepherds are constantly trying to predict what I'm doing in the house. Drives me nuts. How do I stop this? They will try to run ahead and go into rooms, assuming I'm going in there. Right. So <laughs> who's running the, the way I like, who's this? Lunelli? Uh, Lunelli. Okay, Lunelli. You ready for this? This little wake-up call? Who's running the house? I know you already know the answer. You've already said it to yourself. These fucking dogs are running the house. Flip it. So what do you do? You can do a couple of things. Teach impulse control. Put your dogs in a down or put your dogs in place. And you walk anywhere in that house you want to. Okay? You pay the rent. You pay the mortgage. The, house, the dogs are running the house. Why that start? When that start? How did it start? It started by you not telling the dogs that's not what you want. So now it's time to educate the dogs. That's not acceptable. Next. Chris. Uh, oh, wait, just kidding. Ashley, I have a lab puppy, six months old. I'm currently starting obedience with in my class. She's afraid of lots of things, mm-hmm. mostly people, and freaks out and barks and tries to run. Mm-hmm. She warms up eventually, but I'm curious on your guys' input on how to deal with her. Thank you so much. So you should, well, if you're starting uh, class, you should ask your trainer. They're, they're standing right there, right? Ask your trainer. So um, you, you, it's possible. I don't know when you got the dog. It's possible. It's too late now, but you missed a very important socialization. Um, went through a fear period that we could have worked through a lot of that, but it is what it is. Today is today. And this is what we're dealing with. Leash on the dog. What you need to do is start exposing the dog to as many environmentals as possible. And you can get your dog to start doing its basic obedience around these fearful things and just make sure it starts complying to it. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean if it's afraid when people touch it. You don't have people touch it, but people can walk up to your dog. People can walk by your dog. Okay? Things can rattle. Things can shake. Noises can be made. And you work your dog through it. Next. Chris, is it okay to have a correction collar on all day and constantly be correcting for unwanted behavior? Okay, Chris, let me break this down for you. If you're going to have any any remote collar on, okay, you want to make sure you're shifting sides so it doesn't get pressure sores. They don't burn. Collars that people say they burn are just misinformed, okay? Now, you stated that you're correcting your dog all day for things. Number one, I got a feeling you're nagging your dog all day because if you were truly correcting the dog, the dog wouldn't be doing it again, or maybe it would creep up every once in a while. So I've got a feeling you're nagging your dog. I want to make sure before you use the collar to correct your dog, you're saying the word no, and you're correcting the dog at a level that is intolerable to the dog that would make them not want to do that behavior again. So I've got a feeling you're working too low. Next. Juan, recently been following your videos for e-collar training. What can I do about resource guarding with my nine-month-old Dobie? 
bit me twice over a bone in the past week. Okay. So if you're using a remote collar, you make it suck, you set it up for the dog to fail, teach the out command. And again, we have a resource guarding video. This video is, it's only $149. And when I say only $149, because it's about the same price as a half hour counsel with me, and you can end up in the emergency room and it's 10 times less than that. And it also starts teaching you proper leadership stuff and you own the video. It's always yours. Okay. It's, we don't take it back. It doesn't expire. And it also talks about proper leadership. So you learn about proper leadership as well. And that's, there's a link has been posted many, many times, as well as it's on our website and it goes to full price when it's fully launched in by February 1st. Next. Lisa, oh, I wish I had found you when my male Roddy was a pop. Such great info. Wish I found you earlier too, baby. God. Next. Kathy, I respect veterinarians for their medical knowledge. Most of them, probably the majority, are not trainers. That vet was so out of line. Yep. Yep. And also, yeah, I would have bitched. And, all, and also, their medical knowledge, that could be focused as well. Like some vets don't do surgery. They bring in a specialist. They bring in a specialist. So like my vet does ACL surgery, but he'd rather the traveling vet. And that's all this vet does. That's all this vet does is ACL surgeries. That and cruciate surgeries. That's all he does. He goes from vet hospital to vet hospital or vet to vet to vet to vet to vet. He's on a circuit. And all he does is ACL and cruciate surgeries. So he's got a skill set. So my vet goes, I'm good, but this guy is better. Go to this guy. And you still drop your dog off at the same vet. The guy comes in. It's always like, like on Thursdays or something and do that. So even vets don't know everything about everything about the dog, like nutrition. A lot of vets don't know about nutrition. Next. Um, Roland, hi, J&J. You advise to say no calmly before punishment. What are the consequences of yelling? I have a bad habit of saying no loudly before correcting. Well, the consequences are to differ. All I can say is this. If you yell at your dog historically, your dog looks a little bit afraid. A lot of times when you use a shock collar, remote collar on your dog, they don't look that afraid. I think if you're always yelling at your dog, there is a small breakdown of the relationship with your dog. Remote collar, you're addressing the the, 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 the situation at hand. It's very matter of fact. It's matter of fact. Well, the frustration. It's unemotional. Also, it's just not good for you. Mm -mm. You know, blood pressure, vocal cords, stress. No, we'll have none of that next. Laura, I volunteer with the German Shepherd Rescue. I recommend you guys to our fosters and adopters all the time. Thank you for all you oh, do. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. I remember once um, I was on a German Shepherd because I'm looking for a German Shepherd. And it's funny. People are like, we've got one. And I'm like, okay. If it was, if it was so great, why is it up for adoption, right? So it's like, it's really hard to find a mentally stable physically stable German Shepherd these days. No offense to your German Shepherd Rescue. But I remember this German Shepherd Rescue, somebody said to me that they made a comment because they were part of a German Shepherd Rescue group mm -hmm. and they made a comment about a prong collar and they literally got kicked off the page because 
they were against using prong collars on German shepherds. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and what are you okay with? A choke chain? And I think people need to understand the difference between a choke chain. The only thing that's similar between a choke chain and a prong collar is they're usually both silver. But literally, a choke chain, you can hang and kill your dog with very quickly. It chokes the dog. Put a choke chain around your finger. Guess how small the choke chain gets? The size of your finger. Put a prong collar around your finger. Guess how small it gets? It still stays usually expanded. Next. Um, Danny, I would rather bonk, shock, prong, etc. my dog than let them die from her hurting someone. Period. Oh, yeah. Or anything else. I, I struggle tremendously with... with folks that have any problem giving your dog one to three seconds of information. And yeah, a lot of times it hurts. It's painful. Yes, you are training with pain to stop an unwanted behavior. I struggle with that concept that anybody would be against that to stop their dog from, you know, biting somebody. Really? Really? There are people out there that it's like death before discomfort. I would rather put my dog down if I couldn't fix the behavior than use one of those shock collars. Like, really? You would rather kill your dog, which is a forever thing. Like, they're dead. They're not coming back. Okay? The Rainbow Bridge is a one-way fucking road. You would rather kill your dog than use a remote collar to stop an unwanted behavior? And you call yourself an animal lover? Are you serious? It's the most asinine thing I've ever heard. Next. Eric Stambro. Hey, Eric. Hey, Eric. Love you, buddy. This is Joelle. I'm with you. The past few days, the cold is on another level. Yeah. We're supposed to get a big-ass fucking storm this weekend. Two to three feet right now. You know what that's going to translate into? Watch. Watch. We won't know until this weekend. Why do I live here? Two to three feet of snow. Okay. What do we live in Alaska? <laughs> Give me a break. Two to three feet of we snow. We, I'm from Ohio. So in Ohio. No. I was telling Angelo about how we used to get on the second floor of our house and just jump into the snowbanks. We used to wake up in the morning. And this is just in Ohio, east side of Cleveland, Lindhurst, Ohio. I graduated in 1984. So pre-1984, we used to have winters where you open up your front door and literally snow, and we got a lot of snow drifts too. Snow is up more than halfway up your front door. And you're like, you know where I'm going to move? Providence, Rhode Island, where it's just as cold and miserable. Well, my parole officer allowed me to come here. Okay. Next. Um... Latosa, I crate my dog when we eat supper, small house, crate in the living room. Someone knocks on the door, dog freaks and barks. Bonker doesn't work on outside of the crate. What should I do? E-collar? E-collar, absolutely. Next. Julie said hello, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Julie. Julie, How are you? Stacy, thank you both for all your advice, especially giving up your time to help us be better dog owners and helping our pups live their best life. You are very, very welcome. Thank you for showing appreciation. Yeah, that's nice. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you. Danny, I already read that. Chris, I did complain to the vet. Oh, shit. Here we go. And the manager, and they said the following. Everybody get your popcorn ready because this is long. 
I have spoken to the colleague who was involved to obtain further details about the incident. Although I understand your frustration and embarrassment in the way in which you were spoken to, my colleague was distressed to see that your dog was wearing a prong collar and was only reacting to this distress. There's uh-huh. more. Okay. Prong collars are an unethical tool, which unfortunately are not yet illegal in the UK, but the RSPCA are working hard to have banned. I empathize with you that you are purely following recommendation from a dog trainer, but unfortunately, there is no governance for dog trainers, which means anyone can call themselves this without any formal training or qualifications. Wow. This also means that we have a number of dog trainers using methods of training that we as a practice do not recommend. Okay. Hold on. There is still more. The trainers and behaviorists that we work with use positive reward-based methods of training and seeing such a gadget in use on one of our patients not only took us by surprise, but distressed colleagues greatly. Oh, my gosh. That sounds woke as fuck. Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ. So, like, this, it's like, it's like, oh, my God. What's the name of this vet service? I'm a fucking asshole veterinarian company. Like, I would never give them another It's literally dime. from the top down, oh that company God. is filled with assholes. Oh. I am sorry. That is the wimpiest, most unprofessional response I have ever heard. Literally. They basically were just like, they're literally, you can go fuck yourself. You're literally like, they were, oh, they were in response. So maybe the vet better learn better impulse control and how to handle their emotions under stress. And please never work in an ER, ever. Please never do emergency surgery because your judgment sucks. And then you know what the cool thing is? You can take that prong collar off at night of your dog, but that vet is still a fucking asshole. Next. Cody, can a dog be too food motivated to train with food? I highly yeah. like food motivated, but yes. ends up being too distracted with food being present. Absolutely. Yeah. We get we get dogs that are not only too food motivated, they're too pra- like verbal praise motivated and too touch motivated. Meaning you go to yes. do- okay, dogs doing a rock solid sit stay. Rock solid. And you're like, good. That's the boxer we have right now. Just, 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 just. Good. And they're like, the party just started. The boxer puppy we have. Yes. If we so much as pet him, he's on his back, (laughs) pissing all over the place. I'm like, are you serious? Now I have to go give you a bath too. So believe it or not, when I say affection and food can hurt, Mm -hmm. that's what we mean. There's dogs like that. Next. Um. Okay, that was just more of Chris's that I already read. Right. Karen just popped in to say hi. Hi, Karen. Hey, thanks, Karen. Um, Good to see you on uh, the Tuesday Zoom. That's sit. why. That's another thing. It's like, guys, we have a Patreon channel, patreon.com slash solid canine training. Maybe Joel will put a link up there. Um, patreon.com slash solid canine Maybe training. Maybe Joel will put a link up there. It's, it's 10 bucks a month. And every Tuesday we do a Zoom room, which is face to face. We can both talk to each other. We do that four times a month. Plus, there's videos up there that are not shown anywhere else. But for the Patreon channel, if you attend once a month, it's worth it, let alone four times a month. And it's a great, like-minded, helpful, kind, considerate room. And you know what? We're not going to quote the RSPCA, who frankly doesn't know fucking shit about anything. Okay? I've got letters from them, too. And in the UK, you guys got bigger problems than prong collars. He says, 
The vet's name was actually Karen, too. No surprise. No surprise. Oh, my gosh. Not all Karens are Karens. No, it's not. But I'm sure the dog, the, their first, middle, and last No, name. I think her name was Asshole. Right. Okay. That was her middle. That was her nickname. <laughs> Hi, my name is Karen, but you can call me Asshole for short. <laughs> or A-hole. Right, right. So, it's like. Oh, here we it, go. Like, no, I was going to say it. Sydney. Tips for exercising a dog while beginning following green to graduate. Young hound mix with high exercise needs whose nose is too much of a distraction. Working on leash skills in the house mm. and recall. Just do nose work. Do scent work. Do odor detection. They love it. Oh, my God. You just scared the shit out of me. Do odor detection. <gasps> Next. Um, hi, everybody. Linda. Hi. Oh, hi, Angela. How are you, buddy? I just saw him, like, out of my peripherals. Hey, I'm like, a there's favor? a ghost in the doorway. Put your pajamas on. Thank you. Um, Linda, what do you do if your dog refuses to sit for a vet? I muzzle him, but he's still in that case. Mm. Is it proper to use e-collar? Should the vet be able to handle him? Give the dog, to, give the give the leash to the vet. Let the vet deal with it. Muzzle up the dog. Let the vet deal with it. Um, oh, Sydney said recall in the yard, and his nose is too distracting. Yeah, so you have to use compulsion on that. Compulsion is leash pressure or remote collar. So there's a lot of dogs that are um, no, like their their nose is like really really active. Um, so, but you can override all of that with a remote collar. And you can we show that in the. I, I know she needs to exercise her dog, but if you're working specifically on recall and your dog keeps trying to sniff, just like in the video, we show you how to like do a leash yeah. prep and stuff. Like, yeah, because yeah. yeah. if it's if he's doing that in a training session, right, not on a break, like right. sniffing on the recall, uh, uh-uh. yeah, you can override that next. Um, Debbie, I'm so sorry. My second text didn't go through. I wanted to say that I followed everything you said for three years. And I used it on my service dog, and he has passed with flying colors. Thanks to you, awesome for caring. Awesome, oh, awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So I people have to understand that um, you, we don't want to make an excuse that, and you're not making an excuse. That's why you're here asking a question. But a lot of people will be like, "Yeah, he he his recall's not that good because he's a no. You know, he uses his nose a lot. Listen, when this dog is in the backyard on its own, or in a field, or you're hiking in the woods, if he wants to use its nose, let it." Okay, you can be on Facebook when you want, but not at work. Mm -hmm. Stop scrolling, mm -hmm. right? So recall, I've asked you, told you, demanded you, you know, that you do this. It's non-negotiable. Next. Um, Robert, hi guys from Monterey, Mexico. I do walk my dogs with the prong collar, the best thing to train a Rottweiler and a street dog. They walk together. The thing is, when we come back to the patio, I don't know where the rest is. Okay. Oh, the rot is not aggressive with the other dog, but the other is very fearful and nervous, starts to bark and growl at him. Okay, so correct it. So this is the thing. So today I was going to make, I was going to do a, an Instagram stories about this today because a lot of the posts, one of the posts that you put up talked about like, you know, well, you know, for some reason, a lot of people were making comments about like the dog being abused in the past and yada, yada, yada. I'm not quite sure where that angle came from. So um, the bottom line is this, the, 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 let's, let's take the word fearful out and let's just say growling. How do you stop growling? You can correct the dog. You can actually correct a fearful dog. People, a lot of people are like, oh, the dog is nervous and fearful. I don't want to correct it. I'm like, okay, tell that to the judge when it bites a kid. And I'm not talking about a kid teasing a dog. 
I'm not talking about a kid rushing up to a dog and hugging your dog. I'm talking about a kid just walking by on the sidewalk. Your dog runs down the sidewalk and bites him. Oh, my dog is fearful. Or my dog is a rescue. I'm like, um, no, you dog, your dog just bit my kid. That's all that matters. So you have to correct it. Next. Did you say you don't know where that came from? Because the whole post was about that today. You talking about the reel I put up? I don't remember where the comments were from, which post it was on. Oh, probably the one I put up today that everybody thinks that aggression comes from abuse. Oh, right. Okay, that's what it comes from. Yeah. I'm ready for um, All right, thank you. You can do electronics if you want now. Okay. All right. El Popo said, I love the prong. Barely any pressure and my dog responds. Excellent. Also, make sure you're connecting a word to it and you teach your dog what you want so the dog will eventually be underneath just voice control. Next. Chris, we don't comment on other trainers. So we're going to pass that. Yeah, question. we never. It's You know what's really, really funny? I've been doing this for 20 years. 20 years I've been training dogs. I probably get more hate than anybody in the industry around the world. Not once have I ever, ever, and I've seen all, and I hear, and I get the I get the video clips, I get the sound clips, I, I, get, I get screenshots of all the other trainers that bash me. All of them. I've seen it all. Not once in my life have I ever mentioned another trainer's name in a negative light or semi-negative light at all? Not once, not once. And there are, there are probably six trainers out there that pretty much make a career out of bashing me. Six, literally. They make full, they make YouTube videos. They make, they do Facebook videos. They do Facebook lives. They bash the fuck out of me. They insult me. They insult my family. They, they like everything. They make up lies. They make up stories. And you know what I do? I go, first of all, I have a lot of empathy for them, that they have a lot of unresolved issues that they have not worked through yet. And none of it is about me. It's all about unresolved issues that they're struggling with. And I have empathy for them. And I really, really hope that they work through it. That's my take on it. That's my take on it. Next. Seven. That's the name. That's a person's name. It's seven o'clock. Oh, it's seven o'clock. Oh, it's time to end the show. Mm -hmm. Sorry to get to everybody's questions. Joel was going on these fucking rants tonight, girl. Man, you're out of control, woman. This, these woke people. I can't take it. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. So this new podcast, I think it's, I think we're going to be titling it seriously. Wake the fuck up with Jeff. And it's going to be... I thought I wasn't going to be in that one, though. I can't do a 5 a.m. podcast. Fuck that. Well, we can, pre we can pre-record it oh, and true. put it out. But I am envisioning myself... Yeah, I think you should do a live one at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I am absolutely envisioning myself coming out of my underpants <laughs> with a cup of coffee... My God, please spare the world. What? You can't see. I could be. I could be naked from the waist down right now. Come out of my underpants. The cup of coffee. Sitting down. I'm already envisioning this. Grabbing the mic, pulling the mic towards me, and literally starting the show. Great. That's what I'm. That's what I'm envisioning. Do it. Yep. Wake the fuck up with Jeff. All right. Love you guys. I wish this was longer than an hour. Trust me, I wish. But like somebody mentioned earlier. They appreciate the time, free content, and this woman's getting paid to be here. All right? All right, guys. Love you. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye.